Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're locked in with your host, Brent McGuire. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, we have a lot to get into for this episode. Monday's Angels game was one of, if not the most jam-packed Angels wins of this season and possibly of the last couple of years. There is so much happening in this game. So we're going to briefly go over the Angels win on Monday, and then we're going to dive into every single thing that Shohei Otani did on the field on Monday, and then we're going to spend the rest of the episode talking about Mike Trout's incredible start to the season and the fact that he's having his best month of his already incredible career. But before getting into the episode, as usual, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at bmags94, the podcast at Locked on Angels. You can find my written work at Crashing the Pearly Gates. And if you haven't done so already, make sure to download, subscribe, rate, and review the Locked on Angels podcast wherever you get your podcast from. So happy Tuesday. I hope you enjoyed that Angels game as much as I did. Not simply because they won this game, but also because so much was happening. Again, this season has been a little up and down for the Angels. I think it's safe to say that, but the Angels wins this year have been so much fun. And Monday's game is just the latest in an Angels win that had incredible action. This game did not start off too great for the Angels. So going into the game, it was announced that Shohei Otani was not only going to be on the mound, he was also going to be batting second for the Angels. Again, this has become kind of normalized for the Angels, but this is totally rare and it's not something that we're used to seeing. And the Angels tweeted out before the game that Otani was the first pitcher since Babe Ruth, literally a century ago, to start a game on the mound while also leading the league in home runs. I mean, it is just incredible just from that perspective. And this was just before the game started. It was also announced that Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon were back in the Angels lineup. So the hype was kind of slowly building around this game for the Angels, for their fans, for baseball fans, just trying to watch a lot of good, talented players. So going into the game, expectations are pretty high. It starts off well enough. Shohei Otani reaches base, comes around to score. The Angels starting pitcher scores the first run of the game for the team, which was pretty cool, but has a really, and I mean really bad, bottom of the inning. His first inning out on the mound just did not have commands of anything. Allows a three-run homer to Nate Lowe and allows another run to come around. He's allowed four runs in the inning, it's looking like it's kind of a disaster because of Otani batting and pitching on the same night. The Angels did not have a DH, so it could have just totally spiraled out of control for the Angels, but that's not what happened. The Angels were able to come back in this game. They were able to tie it up very quickly in the top of the second inning. Bunch of hits, including some from Otani himself, Mike Trout, Uh, gets the Angels back in the game. The top of the third inning, 
Justin Upton, Albert Pujols go back to back. And that was basically it in terms of the Angels taking the lead and holding on to it for the rest of the game. But that was obviously not the rest of the Angels' action in this game. Shohei Otani really calmed down after that first inning, went on a stretch where he struck out, I believe it was seven of 10 batters, was able to get through five innings for the Angels, which if you were watching that first inning, that did not seem at all possible. But Otani really did figure it out, and it was just an, it was an awesome game for the Angels. Again, after that really rough week, uh, just as a whole, it was nice to see the Angels come back full strength, get everybody they needed back out on the field, and just seeing Shohei Otani win his first game on the mound since 2018, May of 2018. It has almost been three years since he has won a game on a major league mound. So that was obviously a big moment, not only for him, but for the Angels. So for the rest of this episode, I really do want to just kind of zone in on Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. And look, if you're listening to this podcast, you know how special these guys are. And it feels like sometimes we talk about these two players a lot, but I think it's warranted given what they're doing. I mean, these are two of the most special players in this generation, maybe of all time based on statistical production from Mike Trout or just what Shohei Otani is trying to do. So this game kind of brought out just all of these different elements of both of these players. But obviously, we're going to start with Shohei Otani because, again, what he's doing is just not normal. Bats seconds in the Angels lineup while starting in the same game. He obviously did that in his first start of the season on the mound. That game uh, ended up being an Angels win. There were some, uh, I would say, rough patches at the end of that game, but one that the Angels were able to ultimately win, and Otani still did some incredible things, hitting that absolute bomb of a home run on Sunday Night Baseball, all of the strikeouts, I mean, everything he was doing in that game. We saw more or less a lot of those same elements in this game. So as we mentioned at the top, Otani was on base multiple times. He was able to get a lot of strikeouts in this game. He was able to get his first win in a couple of years, but I really do want to just kind of zone in on some of the specific things that he was doing in this game that I think are just so impressive. So if you're looking at just the just the raw stat totals from you know both elements of the game, or I guess you should say all three elements of the game, at the plate, Otani reached base three times. He doubled home two runs. He scored three runs. He had a bunt single. So at the plate, he was adding a lot of value, and he had a... 29.2 feet per second sprint speed when he came around to score in that first inning. So that is, I guess, the second element of what Otani did. For reference, uh, 29.2 feet per second is just below the elite mark of 30 feet per second. It's well above 27 feet per second. So that is just strictly from the plate and running the bases. But obviously, Otani was also on the mound. And again, after that really rough start to the game, it was unclear if he was going to be able to turn around and give the Angels a quality start. Well, he did. He struck out nine batters in the game. He only walked two, even after all of those command issues in the first inning. I mean, you saw what he did from innings two through five. It was awesome. He did not allow a run. He got eight of his nine strikeouts. I mean, he was absolutely rolling. 
and everything was working. I mean, the fastball command came back in a big way. His splitter started to turn around. It looked really bad in the first inning. And I think what was most encouraging was the slider. And that is a pitch that really has not been there for him this whole year. That really came around. He had a couple of sliders that were just, they were incredible. I mean, we saw Pitching Ninja post these backdoor sliders, front door sliders that were freezing batters, just pitches that are moving uh, in a way that we generally do not see pitches move. So that's just from the, that's like all of the elements that you kind of had together. And you add it all up and it was kind of an incredible resume that Shohei Otani had. So I tweeted this out during the game, but Otani had the hardest hit baseball of the game, and that is at the plate. He threw the fastest pitch at 99.3 miles per hour. He reached, though, that 29.3 feet per second that I just talked about. He reached base three times. He doubled. He had a bunt single. He drove in two runs. He scored three runs, and he struck out nine batters on the mound. Again, like sometimes it can become almost a little normalized for us as Angels fans watching what Otani's doing, but sometimes you really need to just break it all down in these individual games and just realize that this is not something that any other player in baseball is capable of doing. And Otani had it all on full display on Monday night. And there was one last Otani thing that I also tweeted about that I felt like was worth passing along. And I thought this was just kind of cool. So I went and looked for some player, uh, I guess you'd say comps. So guys that are comparable to Otani based on the 2021 version. So I basically tried to find guys who had similar stats in particular departments. And this is what I found. So Otani's got a 3.29 ERA. That is similar to Sandy Alcantara of the Marlins. Otani has a 37.1 strikeout percentage, which is similar to Dustin May of the Dodgers. He has a 97-mile-per-hour fastball, which is just below Garrett Cole's 97.2-mile-per-hour fastball. He's slugging 662. That's the same slugging percentage as Bryce Harper, who is having his best season since his breakout season and MVP year of 2015. Otani has a 175 weighted runs created plus, which is the same as Michael Brantley. And if you put this in a different way, it just means Otani has been 75% better than the league average hitter. If you look at his expected weighted on base average, which essentially is trying to look at how often are you putting the ball in play and what kind of quality of contact do you have? Otani is at 440, which is a top 20 mark in baseball. It's the exact same as Fernando Tatis Jr., which you might have heard of that guy. And the last one is the 29.2 feet per second sprint speed. And that is on par with teammate Mike Trout. So again, just putting these all together, these are the overall numbers from Otani so far this year. He's got an ERA, like a very good pitcher with the Marlins. He's got, you know, strikeout stuff like some of the best in the game. He's got the power like Bryce Harper. He's hitting the ball similar to Michael Brantley, Fernando Tatis Jr., and he runs like Mike Trout. Like, again, put it all together. This is not being done by any other player in the game right now, and it's truly special to see what he's doing on the field. So we are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Mike Trout because I think it's important to just reiterate how good this guy is. But first, let me tell you about Blue Nile. 
This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life, and they're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 at BlueNile.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and it does not require membership or account login. So make sure to go to RockAuto.com right now and see all of the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So before we dive into some Mike Trout banter, let me tell you about the NFL draft coverage that we have here at the Locked On Podcast Network. We are teaming up with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft Live. You can get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. So make sure to subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft from April 29th through May 1st. So we're going to do a pivot from one very special player to another very special player. So we are going to talk about Mike Trout. And something that I continue to remind myself and other people who watch baseball is to not take for granted what Mike Trout is doing. I think there is this, I don't know what you would call it. I don't know if syndrome is the right word for it, but Mike Trout has been so good, the best player for so long, that I think sometimes his production becomes normalized. So I think there are times where Mike Trout is doing amazing things and we just go, oh yeah, Mike Trout is doing Mike Trout things. This is what we've come to expect from him. So when he does things, that are taking it to the next level, I think it's easy to just kind of brush it off as, oh, he's just doing what he always does. But what he's doing right now is actually better than he's done at any point in his career when you look at some particular statistics. And after the game ended, I went and looked at Mike Trout's splits by month in his career. And this is for any month that he's had where he had 50 plate appearances or more. And... Right now, this current month, you're looking at a few days of March and all of April. Actually, it's all of April. There were no March games. Um, He is having his best month of his career by weighted runs created plus. So he is 278% better than the league average hitter right now during this month. If you look at weighted on base average, he is at 557. So looking at weighted on base average, just view it like you would for batting average. 300 is good. 200 is bad. So Mike Trout is at 557. So that gives you an idea of where he's at this month. 426 
batting average, 529 on base percentage, a 13.59 OPS. And his slugging percentage, it's not first or it's not the best for any month. It is third best. So you're looking at what Mike Trout is doing right now. Again, he hasn't done this before in any month of his career. Now, there are still a handful of days left in this month. He did miss some time with injury, so the sample size might not be quite as big. But again, I don't know if that really matters that much. We're still talking about Mike Trout doing something that he's never done before. Right now, he is leading all position players with 1.8 wins above replacement. He's a couple of really good games away from having a two-win month, which, again, that's not really something he has done all that often in his career. I think he's done it two or three times uh, to date. So, again, we know how good Mike Trout is. We talk about him all the time, especially on this podcast. And if you're listening to this podcast, there's a very good chance that you're watching Mike Trout on a day-to-day basis. You know how good he is, but I think there are times that it can kind of get overshadowed that he continues to find ways to get better. He finds ways to maintain that elite production, and he's doing it again this year. And I think what's most fascinating about Mike Trout is he's doing it in a slightly different way this year. You look at the way that he's getting his production, striking out a little bit more. He's walking a little bit more than usual, but what's changed in his skill set is essentially hitting the ball harder, pulling the ball a little bit more, and just kind of becoming a little bit more selective on where he is swinging at pitches. And I think that's really a fascinating change for him. I mean, yes, the strikeouts are up, the whiffs are up, but he's actually not doing any worse of a job in terms of chasing pitches and deciding what pitches he wants to swing at. I think that's just a fascinating thing about Mike Trout. And Another really cool thing about Mike Trout for all of the talk about his defense last year, and that's, you know, coming from somebody who has talked about his defense from a critical perspective, his defense looks like it's totally fine this year. You look at outs above average, you look at his route so far this year, some of the plays he's made just based on the eye test, things are looking pretty good. And maybe that's not a surprise. I mean, this is what Trout has always done in his career. Anytime there is a perceived flaw in his game or even like a flaw compared to what he's usually at, he's generally going to find a way to fix it, come back strong the next season. And yeah, I mean, this is just another way of saying that Mike Trout is amazing, finds new ways to continue to improve on a year-to-year basis. And this is the best player in baseball, has been for the last 10 years. And until somebody else comes in and replaces him, that is not going to change. Get all of the sports news that you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Your host, Peter Bukowski, updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. So make sure to follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast from. So why don't we wrap up here by doing a quick preview of the Angels game today on Tuesday. You're going to see Jose Quintana against Mike Fultonavich on the mounds. That is the exact matchup that we saw at Angel Stadium a week ago on Wednesday. Looks like Shohei Otani could be on or could be in the lineup once again. He did say after the game that he does want to hit again. Whether that happens remains to be seen. And I guess one other thing to pass along from some of the postgame 
comments from Joe Madden and Otani is Otani does appear to have a small blister that is forming on his middle finger. It is not the same one. They feel like they have a grasp of it right now, but obviously this is something to keep an eye on moving forward. But that's a couple things to keep your eye on for this game, but should be a lot of fun. The Angels offense looks to be fully healthy for the first time in a couple weeks. You're going to get Max Stassi and Juan Lagares back pretty soon as well. So offense looking pretty good. They are uh, trying to recover from a really bad week last week, and this was a great start by winning on Monday. But I believe that's going to do it for today's episode. So as always, thank you for joining. Stay safe out there, and we will talk some Angels baseball on Wednesday.